Happy holidays, everybody, and uh, welcome back to the Big O Belt Podcast. This is our episode two hundred and ninety-eight, which means we're two we're two episodes away from our three hundred episodes, and we cannot wait to celebrate that. In other words, we might as well tell you what we're going to do for that uh, for that special Thursday, which I believe is going to be December the tenth. Uh, we'll be doing a two-hour live stream. Um, engaging with other outlets, other uh, fans, friends, and all that sorts, where you guys jump in on with us, dictate the topics, join in on the discussions, and um, have fun with us as we will kind of kick back and uh, really celebrate our 300 episode milestone. Uh, But so, yeah, so that'll be in two weeks. But uh, today for our 298th episodes, it's the Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, Hopefully everybody is safe with their family um and uh ready to uh fill up those bellies with all that good food uh so we got we got some things to talk about tonight it's gonna be a pretty relaxed show uh as some of us are doing travel but uh we definitely want to make sure that uh we got something for you all for your listening purposes but we we get started for the night let's uh go around the table and uh everybody give their uh hello so uh first off starting off with my guy will will how you doing today Hanging in there and getting ready for some turkey, some green bean casserole, some mashed <laughs> potatoes, all the different accoutrements, all the different sides, all the different flavors coming tomorrow. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> getting myself psyched up for tomorrow for the main event. My, my my guy, Jamal, who I already know is getting busy in those Black Friday sales. Jamal, how you doing tonight? <laughs> um, I'm actually got a couple things going on because Black Friday is ever present. So, uh, you know, right now, uh, I'm at the battle station, the Black Friday command center, ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love it. Gotta love it. And my brother down in Texas, Damian Salty G, the advocate. How you doing today? I am good. Preparing myself for a vegan Thanksgiving tomorrow, otherwise known as breaking my parents' heart by doing this. But yes, I am doing a vegan Thanksgiving tomorrow. So you got his grass? Oh, is there oh, tofurkey involved? Oh, oh yes, up. sir. Hold up. Hold I have had the tofurkey, and it was surprisingly not too bad. It was passable the time I remembered having it. Passable is all I need, man. Yeah. <laughs> look, look here, look here, look here. Damien is Dominican. If anybody knows anything, whoa, whoa, whoa. Damien is not Dominican. Slow that roll. Damien is Puerto Rican and Italian and Japanese. That's oh, what Damien is. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm absolutely sorry. How I, dare you? The Japanese <laughs> part, I definitely had no clue about. Nonetheless, Latin America, dear. Um, there you go. Yeah. We're, we're, but nonetheless, anytime you're around that in, in, in that area of the world, you know, it's a lot of food with a lot of meat. Yep. So my, when my you mom is mad. We, <laughs> Look, look, if you want to swap places, like I got <laughs> my, my mom's is a traditional Puerto Rican woman, and she is pissed that I'm not eating any penil or any turkey whatsoever. And, <laughs> and she goes, who are you? You're not my son anymore. But you know what? I'm trying something new for a change. I can hear that. Well, look, if she wants to send a plate to the Big O Belt podcast, we're all accepting here. We're all, we're all. <laughs> but um, let's, let's let's talk about tonight. You know, 2020 has been a very different year. Um, you know, I think the one thing, our common denominator, as much as we talk a lot about wrestling, is that we all have a great appreciation for independent wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all the, the, the independent wrestling and our scene, you know, has definitely suffered from the pandemic. But while there is a lot of bad in regards to the pandemic, in regards to not being not being able to enjoy um, independent wrestling live, uh, there has been a lot of good that has come out of this, to be honest. There just definitely has been good. Um, you know, definitely we don't want the pandemic to linger around forever. But for, for what it is worth, 2020, there has definitely been uh, some diamonds in the rough here. So in, in regards to Thanksgiving, we're going to definitely highlight what we are thankful for uh, for in 2020 in regards to wrestling. What are the things that we're, we're happy that has come out of this? What are the things that um, has, you know, we probably wouldn't have had, had this opportunity in regards to the pandemic. And, um, and you know, I'll, I'll start off the cell with the tone. I think the first thing with this is that, um, I think a lot of people realize that, you know, when you can't do things in person, that 
there is other options and doing things virtually has definitely been uh, the safe way, obviously in the pandemic, but it's also opened up the opportunities for a lot of other things. Now, we cover things live as far as press events and 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 media scrums and all that other sort. And the first thing you think is, like, well, well, that now that we got our foot in the door for some of these opportunities, what are we going to do now? Because we're not a big, we're not the big wrestling outlet. Uh, we are a media outlet, nonetheless. But you know, for us being able to uh, expand uh, further in the wrestling outlet, you know, it was kind of like, wow, we we just got started, and then now that where we go now. Now that things have went virtually, we've been able to do things uh, remotely in Zoom sessions, uh, opportunities to speaking with people um, uh, virtually as far as Zoom, StreamYard, whatever it may be. Uh, but it's also been really good in regards to the talent personnel that we've been able to speak to because uh, everybody's comfortable. Everyone's more comfortable at home. There's not a there's not a, a heightened urgency, uh, not so much of a time limit with things. Uh, you know, it's just everybody's looking for ways to be social because we had to be uh, very anti-social or social distancing for a while. So um, it's it's really brought out a lot in regards to uh, communications with talent personnel that uh, may not have instantly presented itself in what was happening in 2019. And I think the other thing for me is that I think this has been a really good time for people to really dig deep and be in touch with their creative side. We've seen a lot of people uh, really, um, really, really do some uh, re- really getting, getting back into what got them into the point of uh, getting into this genre in regards to wrestling. You're seeing a lot of people. Um, getting back into the creative side. And I mean, I, first person I can think about instantly is somebody like Chris Bay, who's got back to putting out music. Um, you know, you can even go back to Leo Rush, who's, you know, regardless of what's been happening in wrestling, he decided that, you know, he's always had a, a love for music and here you go. And then you got all the people that's been doing uh, Twitch and uh, Cameo and, other, and all that other stuff, getting back to really showing their charismatic side that we don't get to see on a day-to-day basis because they've been on the road 24-7, technically. Um, so it's, it's, it's definitely been good to kind of see people get back into who they've always been, uh, what they truly uh, really love, and, uh, and and to be honest, was really been very ther- therapeutic for themselves. So um, it's, it's, it's been good to see people get back to their true selves on that note. So um, with that being said, I, if I'm going to talk about mental health and so on, I got to definitely talk to, to Damien next. Uh, so you can highlight, what are you thankful for in 2020 in this really uh, strange year? In wrestling, I can say I'm actually thankful for still having it, uh, number one, because for a while there, uh, we didn't know where the indies would even wind up. Uh the vast majority of us are independent wrestling fans. We are friends and close with independent wrestlers and seeing them still find ways uh, to make money uh, in a way where 2020 is the new normal and they can still do that while still practicing their trade. Uh, shout out to, and as much as we give, you know, WWE credit, uh, credit, we disservice them for being really shysty in their dealings with the COVIDs and stuff. So I applaud other promotions who are taking it seriously. And now WWE hopefully took their head out of their backsides and is taking it more seriously in terms of testing. Uh, if there were like these massive outbreaks, that, that's kind of been put to the side in terms of wrestling by itself. Cause you know, Florida is going to Florida. Uh, what else I'm grateful for is basically just being able to watch some of the classics or some of the things we hadn't seen for a while, for instance, two chains, we talked earlier today about Wyatt's and, and, and shield from elimination chamber. So mm-hmm. I went back and rewatched that and it, it was fire before they even started wrestling. Uh, another thing I'm grateful for, and this goes to, you know, me, my association with free play is that I've been able to make a wrestling event happen at an arcade here in Texas. So every Wednesday we have championship belts, we have literal promos being cut after every uh, night at the arcade every Wednesday while watching NXT or AEW. And I've been able to kind of get people into watching wrestling as a whole and making new fans out of those people who may have left back in like the 80s and 90s and decided to come back to this new generation of professional wrestling. So that's for me, it's it's the the fact that even though we're in the pandemic, yet people still watch it because content is content, as we like to say. 
but it's good content, uh, except for Raw. But you know, give me, give me, give me SmackDown, give me NXT, give me, you know what? To your point, AW Dark, you know, like all these unsung talents we wouldn't have seen otherwise mm-hmm. are now being spotlighted. We talked about Lady Frost the uh, last week and, and earlier this week being on AW Dark. And it's it's great. People like Top Flight getting signed, Ben Carter getting signed off of AEW Dark appearances. Good. They deserve it. And you know what? The fact that even though the collective had a big old uh, super spreader. They still tried to do it, uh, even though it became one of the most talked about things, you know, in wrestling this year. And shout out to Tuco Scorpio, still uh, actually doing things yes. at his advanced age, because my man literally is still moving around, albeit gingerly, like he was back in 1994. So I'm grateful that he's still around doing a thing. And shout out to AJ Gray for still like whooping ass and taking names. And shout out to uh, last night's impact. I would be remiss. I'm thankful for women's wrestling, women's tag team wrestling, seeing the Sea Stars wrestle Kiera and Tasha. Good, good all around. Good for women's wrestling. And uh, before I digress any longer, that's what I'm most grateful for. Women's wrestling is back in the forefront. Impact, uh, WWE, and hopefully AEW get their asses in gear. Uh, thank you to the NWA Women's Championship. Uh, I'm grateful for that. <laughs> and, and without further ado, I'm going to throw that over to Jamal. Uh, to see what he's been grateful for in wrestling. <laughs> so I think the biggest thing that I'm grateful for is the perseverance mm-hmm. of the industry as a whole. Um, obviously, you know, piggybacking off of what you just said, the fact that uh, 2020 is what it is and for reasons, I mean, and it's not, it shouldn't be a surprise if you tell the story of how 2020 happened there's really only one or two outcomes. Neither of them are good. And here we are. So the fact that they're able to persevere through that, and we've kind of seen what that looks like where AEW, you know, did a thing. They're in, they're still in their infancy. They're only a year and a half old. And, you know, a year of TV, you know, hasn't happened yet. I mean, they're only been on TV for what, six months? before they had to like really change things and kind of present a project. Uh, then of course that was that month in the QT Marshall <laughs> sex dungeon in Atlanta that, you know, was a thing. And these are all of um, the things they had to do to persevere WWE coming out of, uh, out of 2020 with the Thunderdome, which sounds hideously stupid on paper, but I'm actually excited to see what they do next year when they move to Tropicana field. Um, the, um, the Capitol wrestling center, when they revamped the performance center, why the hell did they do that before? But still, here we are. Uh, you know, when the game, when the life throws you a, a curveball, you know, not everybody's hitting a home hitting a home run, but they still are making contact and putting on a good swing. And, you know, there have been some misses, but there have been a lot more hits this year in spite mm-hmm. of the year that was 2020. With that said, this if, if you're a history person, this isn't new. Uh, we've had pandemics before. We've had an outright plague before, all within the last hundred years, and the wrestling has still persevered. So I don't think this is going to be any different. Uh, mm-hmm. But also, also, it kind of forces you, as a consumer, to realize what's important to you, uh, you know. And that's the choice that, as a consumer, we've had to make. Where we've seen WWE and their lack of testing or their blah, you know, kind of a testing regiment, where AEW was pretty serious. No matter who it was, it was you know, like, okay, well, he's going home. Um, and we're going to be somewhat transparent about that. Um, NWA shutting down. Uh, and we still haven't seen, and they're basically back to a single-celled organism uh, at this point, where they've devolved that much. Uh, Impact, you know, coming out arguably ahead of everyone uh, by being the most true to what their product is. AEW's definitely had to change some things. They had some big spots plans. They can't happen now. WWE was all over the place, and they threw everything at the wall to see if it stuck. Impact <laughs> actually kind of ran their game plan the best. So it, I'm really, really thankful of the perseverance that wrestling companies had to deal with, whether it's the indies, you know, taking their business outside on the beach, or, or trying and failing horribly to, um, you know, do an indoor event. Um, but also, uh, other aside from that, um, what I'm really, really thankful for is that uh, WWE 2K21 is not a thing. 
Um, <laughs> I think, you know, it, it's not that like you could easily say, well, if you don't like it, don't buy it. Good. I won't. And I haven't for the past eight years. No Black but Friday I'm, there. Yeah, I'm glad that they're not even wasting their time yeah. with some bullshit. Now that the new <laughs> new generation of systems are out, I really hope that they take this time to actually make this thing better than it has been. Uh, the third thing that I'm uh, grateful for is competition. I'll have some things in the news about competition, but it's not the fact that one company is outright better than another. It's the fact that you have a viable choice on TV for the first time in 20 years to consistently watch your your wrestling. And good on you if you live in an area with a TV deal like Houston and Reality of Wrestling or New York, you know, or the largest indie uh, you know company in the, in the country with based on their television deal, Ring of Honor, um, you know, these things are still a choice. So the fact that 2020 has taken a lot, it's taken a lot of people, it's taken a lot of businesses, it's taken a lot of jobs, and we don't know what the next, anything is going to look like the next year, the next six months, next week. But the fact that wrestling as it relates to this podcast is uh, persevering is something that I'm really grateful for. Real good. Yeah. There's a couple things I'll expand on there between what Jamal said and what Damien said. So there was some points in there that I was leaning towards talking about the perseverance has definitely been remarkable. Cause yeah, we, we could have very easily been in a situation where wrestling as a whole was shut down for an extended amount of time. Hell if Florida wasn't so darn stubborn, about being open for business and getting those uh, passes done to be able to film there. Who knows what would have happened? We very easily could have had like April and May and those early months with nothing at all. So it's definitely been a learning curve. It's definitely been a lot of uh, having to pivot and figure out different ways to do things. But what that has done that I'm thankful for is that it created opportunity. It created opportunity for people that otherwise would not, have probably been in the positions they are in. Cause when you had so much of the foreign talent that suddenly couldn't get into the country or were in a situation where they had to go home. Cause the whole idea was like, Hey, if you get stuck here, you're stuck. There's no getting you know, back to where you came from. If you want to you know go visit your family, you got to kind of pick a spot and you're going to have to stay there. Um, that really changed some things there. We had, you know, the, so like, people like Pac who just returned on uh, dynamite. <laughs> Who had to be gone for months on end, and all, all like the uh, NXT UK talent that suddenly disappeared that were a large part of things. It created opportunities for people. We had a lot of the indie talent down in Georgia that suddenly was able to get these spots on AEW Dark and morphing into spots on AEW Dynamite that otherwise wouldn't have been there. Would would someone like a Will Hobbs be in the position he's in right now if the pandemic didn't happen? Probably mm-hmm. not. That spot would probably be filled by someone with more of you know a notable name. So it, it's it's created opportunities for people who are in the right place at the right time. So that's 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 an upside, I think. It's probably yeah. accelerated some careers that otherwise would have been in more of a holding pattern in 2020, or at least not in such such a highly visible spot. The other thing is that okay, now for the companies that have shut down and are now starting to come back, between you know Ring of Honor, we talked about with you know the Pure Tournament, we had MLW restart last week. It's also created a situation where you had some companies that got to shut down and be like, hey, we have a break here. When we come back, we don't have to come back in the same format that we were. We can use this as a chance to pivot and be like, "Okay, let's make some changes. Let's change our roster. Let's change our presentation. Let's change Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of what we're doing with the idea that we can come back and start from square one. And that's not something you usually do when you're producing week to week TV. So yep. between Ring of Honor's relaunch, like I mentioned, MLW last week, the MLW relaunch was quite interesting last Wednesday night. I'm very curious to see what they do this week for episode two. But there's a lot of opportunities right now that I don't think would normally be there. And heading into 2021, as we head through the holiday season, who, like, like, like Jamal said, who knows what the future right now holds as we come out of this hopefully pandemic and conditions improve hopefully once we get out of the holidays vaccines coming and stuff like that but there's definitely some people that this year got to take run with the ball for a bit that otherwise Mm -hmm. i think would not have had that shot so 
where that where they end up will be really interesting to watch. But I think it's something to be thankful for that there's some people that definitely got some spotlight this year that normally wouldn't have been in that situation. Yeah, I think um, in regards to the pandemic, it should have uh, required everyone to uh, take a take a take an extra step or take one less of a step. Slow down, uh, kind of focus on your mental health, uh, safety. In regards to you, yourself, your family, I just entirely make this the world slow down and um, and focus on self. And, you know, because it's just so much uh, because I, I will say because of the lack of guidance and and, and really uh, you can even almost say leadership at time as to where things are going moving forward. It literally had people doing soul searching, um you know, uh, trying to gain knowledge or uh, any type of perspective in all directions that um, you do have people that decide that, you know, maybe uh, with this time uh, of, of, of being with yourself to really uh, work on or recreate their identity. And I think in regards to wrestling, like you say, you do get the ROH going back to the true roots. You get MOW presenting themselves as almost a new brand, but literally they've been around for forever. But like even their presentation now, the, re- the reintroduction of their talent, all of it just feels so different because you can just tell this is when people decide to say like, we're going to do things different. We're going to change things. Um, and then when you think about the bigger companies such as uh, AEW who did not have their talent, like you said, they realized, well, what can we do? You have mm-hmm. home, you, you, you literally have um, I'm not gonna say whole grown talent, but you have um you have talent in the in the states right under your nose, mm-hmm. right in the Indies, the place where you all came from, the place that sometimes people like to forget that they came from, shall I say, how can we do this? How can we make it make sense? And you know, you got people get opportunities platforms and it and it works so it, it works beyond belief because like even if you don't sign them. Now that they appeared on AEW, they come with a new price tag when the Indies mm-hmm. come back together. And you're giving people global exposure that they may never have had. And then even when you think about the, the, the social things that has happened um, in the world in regards to like Black Lives Matter, politics, whatever it may be, um, you know, it, it, it had a lot of people going back and reworking their policies, realizing like, you know what, maybe we're not so inclusive. Maybe we're not so you know, uh, a good display of diversity. And now you're getting people of all sorts getting attention that probably would have never have gotten it. Uh, and it's just been, it's just been really good on that. No, I mean, Will Hobbs is absolutely a great example as to somebody that a lot of people may never have known to this point, if things would have just been going in the whole 2019 fashion. Uh, but you know, uh, I'm rambling so much, but like it's it's literally been so much good that has came out of this in regards to wrestling because um, we're just seeing the landscape of wrestling change entirely. Like I, you have to think now for some of these indies that aren't running, what's going to happen when they come back? And then for the ones that are running, look how the presentation for indie shows have have uh, differ. Um, what's the what's the one show? What's the indie promotion that? Almost everybody's working. And the reason I don't even know who they are. But yet when I look at them, I'm like, this looks legit. Like Leo Rush was there not too long ago. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up really quick. But even even uh independent shows are realizing that you know there's an opportunity. Oh, here you go. Primetime. Primetime. Well, let me be clear, because we, we, we used to have a primetime. <laughs> I was going to say, didn't y'all have primetime for wrestling? The, the primetime the prime that's affiliated with the uh, NWA. We're talking about yes. that one? Yes. Okay. So, you know, even when you look at that, I mean, they came out of nowhere for me. I've never heard of them beyond that, but it's the presentation's legit. They're telling good storylines. They're, they're not signing nobody exclusively, but it's giving people... Um, it's giving people opportunity and spotlights that you may never heard of. So like, it's literally is why, why there's not a billion different promotions running now. It's just still promotions that are running on all tiers that just giving everybody an opportunity and chance to be able to do something. So a- again, I, I just think that while a lot of people are like, well, get me out of 2020 and sure we want to get rid of the pandemic. <laughs> there's definitely been good things that have happened all across the board. So, um, I think that's I think that's something worth celebrating right now and um definitely look to see where things go forward as we 
tend to uh, normalize the world back into uh, things in uh, in the absence of the coronavirus. Which I will say of- what I'm not grateful for in wrestling this year. The gobbledygook are making an appearance at Survivor Series. <laughs> and losing the leg. You were on that one. I was all for it. That was some, that was some classic WWE shenanigans. Drew Gulak as the gobbledygooker. Stop hey, it. Hey, it was the 30-year anniversary of the gobbledygooker, too, <laughs> on Survivor Series. Not just Undertaker's big day. The gobbledygooker is just as well known, damn it. <laughs> that's, how, that's how also we know that R-Truth is a national treasure because he's the one that brought it up on air. So you know what? Kudos to R-Truth. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's quickly talk about Survivor Series um, before we hit to our break. I, I, I guess the easiest way to talk about it is that Survivor Series is totally different from 2019. 2019 Survivor Series was probably, you know, this, what I, you know, I, I definitely ranted and, and, and bitched about the, <laughs> the, 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 the lack of presence of NXT. And mm-hmm. now this year is the best of the best, et cetera, et cetera. Um, just quickly, reactions to Survivor Series as a, as a whole. What was your favorite match? Um, what was just some things that you could have probably did without? Uh, whatever it may be. But let's give our reactions to Survivor Series. We'll start with Will on this. All right. There was a couple bright spots. Like you said, the biggest problem, there was no stakes on that show. Yep. Lord knows they didn't even have the scoreboard this year trying to enter, you know, trying to hype up the, the brand versus brand aspect of it. They just had matches. And it was the usual, you know, okay, we have a couple Survivor Series elimination matches. We're going to have the champions versus the champions. That said, my God, the uh, champion versus champion matches were pretty damn good. Uh, New Day and Street Profits, Mm -hmm. I thought they tore the house down. It had one of the best WWE tag team matches in a long damn time. Lots of good double team stuff in there. Lots of high energy. And it was almost kind of like a passing of the torch kind of moment, I think. Like the new day is kind of like by the end of it, it was like, all right, you're kind of like, you know, there's like the kind of the new generation coming up here. So that I thought that match was really damn awesome. A lot of people thought that was the best match of the night. I would say in the end, I would have to beat it out by a hair by that damn main event because I thought Roman and Drew McIntyre way exceeded what I thought it was going to be. Having seen them, you know, do it before at WrestleMania. That match, I think the biggest thing that came out of that was, okay, yeah, Roman Reigns has been on fire. He's been on fire since he's returned as far as just a totally new character and fresh and just a great presentation and just brooding and just awesome. The biggest thing I thought that match did was for the first time since he's been champ, it made me see Drew McIntyre as like a true top guy. The home stretch of that match, I think, did a ton to really polish up Drew McIntyre, make him look like a true WWE champion that's like on that top level of guys and not just a guy who happens to have the belt, you know, just maybe is another guy who has it and looks pretty good. But for the first time, he felt like the real deal to me. Now, whether he can maintain that, can he take that shine back to Monday night and maintain it on Raw now? I don't know. That's his test. But in there against Roman Reigns on Sunday, by the end of that match, I thought Drew McIntyre looked awesome. He looked awesome. And just the, that whole presentation I thought was a damn home run. Damien, you are our advocate for women's wrestling. So I purposely skipped over talking about Sasha and Asuka. I'm going to leave that to you if you want to talk about that one. <laughs> sure. Uh, to be quite honest, it was good. It was good mm-hmm. for what it was. But because there were no stakes to what we were saying before, it just felt like a regular match. I know the announcers tried to play up. Hey, Sasha's, I don't think she's ever beaten Oscar one-on-one fairly before. Mm-hmm. And this is coming off the Mandalorian appearance. So I had the sneaking suspicion. She was the one going over. It was a really well executed technical wrestling match. Yes. That and for me, that's what drew me in. Oscar doesn't need to win every single match. I know a lot of people were complaining that, you know, I missed the old Empress of NXT give it a rest that was like four years ago five years ago let it let it go we're not getting you know the sasha banks uh, boss character from nxt either this is now hollywood sasha banks because now with the mandalorian and hot ones and whatnot it was a good match the one that got my goat and i told y'all this was the was the lana thing the <laughs> lana standing outside on the damn ring steps i i was in my apartment pissed off i 
if I was my old old self watching sports, I would have thrown something at the television because to see Bianca do what she did and and just to have it end on a double counter with her and Nia and then have have Lana just standing there and then celebrating like she just won the Little League World Series. That just did not sit right with me. That did not make you want to root for her. If anything, that makes you want to go, oh, you poor baby. Like, that's it. Like, they're there. <laughs> it's okay. You need, you know, and, and we all saw the, or at least heard about Lana's uh, WWE special, you know, right. and going to back to mental health. It's like, great. This is great for, like, your character and you're not getting put through tables, but you're still the weak link. Goodbye. You know what I mean? And just that overall, that match just irked me. Uh, I, I, what I didn't like, and I know some people like Nia Jax, and I don't, I don't bash talent too much, but Nia getting thrown into the, <laughs> into the steel steps, and then realizing, oh shoot, we got to beat a ten count. Let me no sell it and run around the corner to rumble <laughs> with Bianca down by the barricade, and then before that, shout out to Liv Morgan for being vastly improved, doing the float over DDT into the Shining Wizard, and Nia's like, nope, that didn't affect me. You're not Haku. Stop doing that. No. You can't no sell that like you're the barbarian, the faces of fear. Get out of here with that. So in terms of women's wrestling, it was good. Was it great? No. But then again, to Will's point also, like Roman and Drew beat the crap out of each other. And I didn't I didn't know which way it was going to end. I, I had a feeling Roman was going over. I just didn't know how. And then kudos again to Jey Uso for continuing the the ascension of the Jey Uso wrestler into this bona fide, I, I'll say lower tier main eventer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, that whole five on five on one, I really thought he was going to get something out of the deal, but he wound up being still a bigger star in defeat because, you know, he had the, the spot with Roman and Drew and stuff in the main event. So kudos to that. And that for me, those were the two big things uh, coming out of Survivor Series. Yeah, because no one cared about the five on five men's, and the, definitely the, the five on five women's, like you said, just was just whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, I, again, I, I for me, yeah, what was the stakes? And last year, brand supremacy, you got the newcomers NXT. I mean, I even when you bring in a new brand and they put them over and, and all the um vignettes that they do, I mean, it's still like you don't want to be in last place, so like even that makes sense, but. Yeah, I, I, for me, I, to be honest, like, yeah, this this year, just for the matches that we got, singles matches, cool. Yeah. They were good matches because they were good wrestling matches, but for the idea that this is Survivor Series and what Survivor Series means, like, it just, it, it felt flat for me on that note. So, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Well, because... I I I I think we're going to be coming up on our half really quick. Let's uh let's cut to our commercial really quick, and then uh, we'll catch you on the opposite side as we got to talk about um, <laughs> the Undertaker, getting, <laughs> the best, the other supposed best part of Survivor Series. Yeah, getting thirty thousand dollars richer <laughs> via cameo and some news and so on. And also, before we get to our uh, our, our commercial break, really quick, uh, definitely want to extend to um, our condolences to MCW and the Bruiser who passed uh, uh, last week, uh, or was it this week or recently? It was this week. I think. Yeah, it was this week uh, with his battle with leukemia. Uh, the Bruiser, if you've never heard of him, he means everything to MCW. Uh, which is uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling, our local promotion, and he's a trainer. He's he's literally the face of MCW. Mm-hmm. And again, if you have no idea who he was, some of the biggest and best talent who's ever wrestled has come under his tutelage. And um, you know, definitely grateful for uh, his his experience, his presence, uh, and everything he's done for MCW. And uh, and just always, you know, being that bright spot for all the talent to always be able to go to. And um, no matter what point of their career they are, uh, he was always there to really help further someone's career um, and uh, definitely never made it about himself, but always made it about, you know, just trying to elevate others and just be that 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 nice and peaceful beacon of hope within in within mcw and just all the professional wrestling so definitely rest in peace to the bruiser 
Um, and uh, definitely our condolences to uh, the Bruiser, his family, and um, the MCW family. Uh, we'll be back after our commercial break. Hey, everybody. This is Damian G from the Big Gold Belt Podcast. And if you're located in the Dallas-Fort Worth area like I am, and you have an old-school gaming arcade itch you want to scratch, I suggest you go to Free Play Arcade that has three locations throughout the DFW area in Arlington, Richardson, and Fort Worth, respectively. It's got all your classic arcade faves from Pac-Man to Pinball to Street Fighter 2. It is your one-stop shop for all your arcade needs. Add to that a full-fledged bar with multiple beers on tap along with impeccable and strict cleaning and social distancing protocols. It's been rated five stars by the Dallas Morning News for four years running. That is Free Play Arcade. You can find us at freeplayinc.com slash save the arcade, where if you want to contribute and you can't make it out to the arcade, you can purchase gift cards, swag, t-shirts, stickers, coasters, and the like. That is freeplayinc.com slash save the arcade. And I hope to see you there. All right, folks. So welcome back to uh, the second half here of the Big O'Bell podcast. So before we went to our break, we're going to talk about, as we said, The Undertaker being uh, $30,000 richer. Goodness. You're wondering how. Well, at this, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we can definitely tell you that this one does not have anything to do with Saudi Arabia. But uh, <laughs> as we used to do in our previous episodes, and you all are all wondered, uh, we, we used to do our cameo break in half, and we haven't done that in a while because, well, we talked also about that because wrestlers aren't doing cameo. But what have you know it? The Undertaker is on cameo, as we talked about last week on our podcast, and he had 30 available slots for uh, people to get their get their videos done. So if you mm-hmm. do the math, 30, and I say he's $30,000 richer, that means that each cameo costs $1,000. Well, how would it be done? Where would it be done? All the questions are now answered because uh, immediately after the Undertaker's retirement at, at uh, Survivor Series, which we'll talk about in a, in a second, well, he went and got those cameo jobs done. And uh, some of them are very, very interesting. So you know what? We're going to uh, listen to a few. You all will listen to a few as well, too. And now we'll give our initial thoughts to them. So uh, let's, 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 let's get into the first video right now. All elite Scooby-Doo. <laughs> That's how I'm going to address you. Well, all elite Scooby-Doo. Congratulations. I'm getting married. You did the right thing. March of next year, your days as a single man will soon (laughs) rest. (laughs) Okay, hold on. (laughs) A cool grand. Cool okay, grand. so so Will, you're married, and I, I would assume that you had a wedding of some sort. I know right, right. having a wedding, there's a budget, and you know, you have to <laughs> kind of allocate who's gonna make the list and who isn't, and all that shuffling. But I can assure you that you didn't have a cameo budget of a thousand dollars for the no. undertaker to give you a <laughs> shout out for your wedding. He said the wedding's in March, so he's definitely in crunch time. Like that's that's four months away. He's in crunch time right now. There's no reason for him to be having excess spending on getting his Undertaker cameo here. What the hell, all elite Scooby Doo? <laughs> also, how hey, old is he with that? Maybe, name? maybe if you know, maybe the deal was that like all of his like you know groomsmen and stuff chipped in to get that for him or something. Who knows? Maybe it was like an early wedding gift to, to encourage him to. You know, walk down that aisle and not be scared. I don't know. No, oh my I mean, God. A thousand dollars. A thousand dollars is a good chunk of change, especially F- in these times. Yeah. FYI, that's two PlayStations for all you all who are still on the scavenger hunt. But uh, <laughs> I mean, if you need, if you need that thirty seconds with Undertaker, here you go. Let's get to the second video. All right, here comes another one. Jesus. Hello, Sebastian. It's the Undertaker. Oh, oh is it? Reached out to me. She told me 
who started in school this year. In fact, she also said that you were quite the baseball player. <laughs> From the Undertaker to you, Sebastian, I want to wish you the most merry of all Christmases. <laughs> you know, I love you very much. But it wouldn't be Christmas without a rest. <laughs> this is the easiest thousand dollars this man has ever made without question without question yo he just wished a, a merry christmas and rest in peace <laughs> to you, a kid whatever he had on this christmas list is no longer happening not even a question I mean, that's the ultimate stocking stuffer. This kid got a personal greeting from the Undertaker. What else, <laughs> what else is he expecting under that tree in like a month? Nothing is. It's too much. I, it's funny though because when we talked about this last week, what did I say? I was like, with this price point, I bet what they're doing is you are going to get the Undertaker in full gear. Right. doing the undertaker and that's exactly what it is that's exactly what it turned out to be if you're not seeing the video of this it's undertaker in his full get up just standing there cutting these promos it's it's amazing it is are his, are his gloves on are his gloves oh, actually yes. on? okay yes the gloves are on it is the undertaker eyeliner and all <laughs> good job mark good job do we uh do we got another one you want one more? Yeah, give us one, one, one more. One more. One more. Let, 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 let's do the wi- birthday wishes for Granny. Let me oh, find no. it. He's she gonna die. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, this this without a doubt is the easiest a thousand dollars anybody has ever made. <laughs> Well, I mean, to be fair, Michelle McCool needs a new everything. <laughs> Did you hear play? Yeah. Oh, you don't hear it? No, no I don't hear it. Nope. You didn't hear play. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll hear it. Hold on. Hold on. It's playing on my end. All right. Hold up. Hold on. My mistake. I know why it did that. <laughs> Darn it. It's a new tab. That's why. Hold on. Hold on. Technical difficulties on my end, being the one driving the car here. All right, I gotta reshare it then. All right, one day y'all keep talking for one sec. I'll get it. Look, best thing yet here is Undertaker has definitely been uh, in the green in the last three years. Saudi yep. Arabia, and now this. That guy's living a good life. Shall He's I say? fine. He'll be fine. Okay, here, here it comes. Here it comes. I restart. Here we go. Here it is. No, you got hit. You got hit. Share the audio. Oh god! You didn't do it. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Technical difficulties. Okay, yeah. let me. Can, yeah, cancel it out of okay. it. My God, this is, why, this is why we don't get this fancy usually on this show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chrome tab. There we go. Cameo. Share audio. Here it comes. Here we go. Finishing with birth, birthday wishes for Granny. All right, folks. Let's do this. Hello, Granny. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to wish you a late, belated, happy 91st birthday. She did. Good Lord. 91. That's awesome. 91 years of dominance. Now tell her rest in peace. My 30 years. Tell her rest in peace. <laughs> Granny, you keep doing what you're doing. Or else you will. Or else. Great Thanksgiving. Or else. And if anyone doesn't like it. Oh, <laughs> he dropped the ball, dude. And they will rest in peace. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's so cringeworthy. Hey, yo. <laughs> All I know is PCO stock should be going up right now. He's definitely missing out money on the same day. Hey, if he would have told Granny, you're 91. But you will soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'm done now. The question now is, where do they go from here with the cameo gimmick? I mean, you got Undertaker. Oh, it's done. Thirty slots is done. done. 
So, 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 really quickly, as you bring that out, we'll talk about. I mean, whatever, you, whatever you want to respond to, folks. Um, Undertaker retirement. How did you like it being handled? Also, yeah, w- w- do you think, and who else will be the next step up for a cameo of that sort? The answer to the second question easily, I think, is Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think, I definitely think they'll get him in there, um, commercialize it as it is, limit it to being, you know, thirty slots. They'll obviously do Ric Flair of some sort. Um, I mean, if shoot, if Ric Flair is already a thousand on his on his own, that I mean, what you gonna make Ric Flair fifteen hundred? So, uh, but nonetheless, I think Stone Cold is definitely the one that they'll do. Uh, that should to probably um, generate some revenue for them. But now they take a retirement. I thought it was cool, simple. They had the people to come out talk about what their uh, their position it was with him in his career, and short and sweet because we all know that no matter what, he'll be back when Saudi Arabia, Arabia cuts the check. So g- good. Have him come out there, say ten seconds worth of stuff, and be done. And I thought it was handled. Paul Bearer thing was pretty cool. Um, I when you think about how the how the retirement was shot, I thought it was done really well. But um, yeah, uh, retirement until uh, that check comes through. So yeah, that's 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 it for me. <laughs> yeah, essentially, it was long. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite the the weirdness to me was they brought out the whole WWE seniors division with all the old folks and had them all come out and do an intro, but then they were were all gone when undertaker came out so it's like you brought out all these people they just stood there then they disappeared <laughs> so yeah. i'm not sure what the point was of bringing all those people out to then have them not there it just that seemed weird to me the actual undertaker stuff it was fine for what it was you know the limitations of having to do it in an empty building with no fans obviously it would have been better with an actual audience i think the big you know surprise was the paul bear hologram that yep. looked pretty damn cool. That was probably the cherry on top moment for what it is. It was fine. It would have been cooler if it could have been done, you know, in a different setting. But like uh, Two James just said, we're I'm sure we're he he ain't done. Money's gonna come. He ain't done. We're gonna get another version of this at some point. But for the 30 year anniversary, I figure they felt they had to cash in on it to do it Survivor Series. So it is what it is. Yeah. I liked it for what it was. Uh, every time I hear the gong, you know, I get as a fan, I always get chills uh, to hear the theme song. The, what cracked me up was the Godwins popping up in overalls uh, for one, and then having Kane come in his full gear. It's like, wait, everybody else came except the Godwins in like a suit, but Kane shows up all beer bellied and and all politician like in his gear and then Vince McMahon who was looking like Satan at some point during that whole mentioning WWF maybe that's why he was able to say it but and then all of a sudden they all gone like Will said like they're gone <laughs> and, and disappeared the, the Undertaker made them rest in peace like what happened there uh, uh, but overall you know 30 years I discount the last four or five to Jamal's point last week about when you look at his career you know, the last four or five years, you kind of discount just because he was doing one per or two per tops. And I, that was it. I, I didn't really feel sometimes some people are crying online. I'm thinking, really? You're crying? That was a bit okay. much. <laughs> okay. It's no macho man in Miss Elizabeth, but, you know, I, whatever floats your boat, man. But that's all I thought. It was, it was cool to see Savio Vega and the whole BSK crew. Uh, the Paul Bearer thing, I did enjoy. Uh, and uh, kept it short and sweet. And to two chains point, Saudi Arabia, here we come. <laughs> Jamal. Yeah, here's where I don't care. <laughs> um, I, I didn't watch a second of Survivor Series. Uh, I actually forgot that it was on. Um, and it was largely because there was no takeover to precede it. So apparently takeover is going to be, coincidentally, the week that the um, big Moxley Kenny Omega paper uh, match is happening. Takeovers that weekend, so you have mm-hmm. Takeovers Go Home show goes up against a pretty big AEW show, um, but none of that has anything to do with Survivor Series. So I forgot about it. As far as the Undertaker, never really was a fan. Uh, I'm more of the type of a fan of wrestlers who look like wrestlers, and I don't really care for gimmicks. Um, even if your gimmick is to not have a gimmick, like the revival or something like that, then it's it's still just go out there, do the thing, and go home. 
I don't necessarily mm-hmm. need all of the theatrics. I'm watching wrestling for the wrestling. So as far as The Undertaker goes, never really was a fan. Uh, I get it. I understand why people like him. I understand, you know, the granny is 93 and, and you know, she uh, dipped into her life savings to, um, you know, give give it to Mark so he can tell her to uh, her enemies to rest in peace rather than not her. <laughs> so, you know, I understand it. And, and good, on, good on him. Anybody that does a job for 35, 40 years, you know, 30 years in one place, you know, deserves something more than a gold pocket watch. But as far as the whole uh, deal about crying against, you know, that the Undertaker's gone or, you know, feeling some kind of way, um, nope. Missed up his yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was weird. I'm like, what? wait, where did those guys go? I mean, did it, did it go to some type of break or something? I don't know. Oh, in regards to how like it was shot, strictly about the Undertaker, nothing about the whole present re- retirement presentation. Uh, it was some break because next thing you know, Vince McMahon was just randomly out there and everybody else was gone. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, let's uh let's get to our news for the week of things that have came out this week in regards to professional wrestling. Okay. So the most important thing, as far as I'm concerned, is that Sony is playing games and I'm 16 minutes uh, you know, remaining on my PlayStation Direct queue. Oh, so, in the queue. In the queue. <laughs> so I'm prepared to be disappointed. But I'm going to make this quick. Uh, Black Friday is coming up, and uh, in two days, of course, it is you know Thanksgiving tomorrow in the U.S. and Black Friday afterwards. Uh, so there are a bunch of sales going on. Uh, if you would like to pick up maybe a, a game or maybe something like a um, uh, you know T-shirt or something like that, listen very closely. Actually, grab a pen. Black Friday, WWEShop.com. Use get twenty five percent off using the code Friday. Uh, and that's 25% off of your of your purchase. Um, $5 standard shipping in the U.S. Uh, AEWshop.com, 25% off everything. Free shipping for orders over $150. Um, use the code BF2020 before November 30th at noon Central Standard Time. That's one of the East, uh, you know, 10 a.m. in the West and 8 a.m. in Hawaii. So, uh, so that you can save some stuff. There, Pro Wrestling Tees, 40% off. I'll save up to 40% off of different things. And that is from, uh, well, yesterday to November 30th at noon Central Time, 1 Eastern. So there, if you want to pick up some merch, there's definitely an opportunity to pick up some merch. And if you, of course, uh, if you want to pick up one of the better games like WWE 2K18 or 19. <laughs> <laughs> Argu- arguable there. Hey, 18. But, um, you know, you can definitely pick those up as those are on sale at everywhere that sells games. Uh, GameStop has a, a pre-owned game sale. So if you don't, if you've never played them, uh, I would pick up 18. If it, if I were so inclined, eh, you don't need to get 19. And 20, um, and 20s, no. So. And um, Battlegrounds <laughs> is 15 bucks. And I heard to avoid it, even at $15. Yeah, yeah. Battlegrounds is also on sale in ranging between 15 and $25. Um, sure, but uh, yeah, if you if you want the games, the games are definitely discounted at least through the weekend. Um, other non Black Friday related news, as my queue is now down to eleven minutes, it is uh, WWE has found a new trademark for the name Dean Ambrose. So cool. I mean, obviously it makes sense because they have all that Shield merch. Uh, all of that alumni merch, you know, uh, you know, for them to come back. And of course they want to need his name and likeness for, you know, the legends packs of their new games and properties yeah. and stuff like that. It right. just seems, um, you know, interesting that they filed the claim for Dean Ambrose. And they also filed a claim for C nation because uh, of similar reasons related to John Cena, uh, Ricky Starks, who is not a WWE uh, got a call from the WWE on the day that he wrestled Cody Rhodes. He gets the back. He gets a call. Hey, we want you to come through. And Stark's reaction was like, really? Right now? Now, Starks has uh, tried out for WWE more than a few times. He's actually been in some filling segments on Raw. But in his words, he's never really felt close to actually being hired by the company. And then, of course, he puts on a match for the TNT title, uh, on Dynamite, and now WWE comes to call him. Obviously, 
um, you know, they do have that brand down in Florida that's not on NXT that would normally be running the Florida shows. But apparently, it's just easier to scoop them up from AEW Dark, just like they did Ben Carter. <clears throat> so uh, good on Ricky Starks for going with his gut. But interesting that WWE is obviously got their feelers and everything. Also about WWE, uh, good on Xavier Woods. Uh, he got hired by a G4, and their company, the network, is looking to um, rebrand and reestablish itself in sometime in next year. Uh, hopefully, they come back better than they were. They haven't been a thing since like 2014. But Xavier Woods launched an internet campaign to become a presenter with the company, and they said, yeah, game on. Also, which is an odd crossover, The New Day will appear in the in the game, Xbox game, Gears of War 5. Yeah, the, the DLC went live today. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. And they had, so, and they wore their uh, armor at uh, Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. There, which was pretty darn fancy looking. <laughs> Look, yeah. Xavier Woods is sitting on top of the world right now. G4 hiring, DLC on the game. He won Content Creator of the Year as something he do part time because the other part time has to be wrestling. Or if it, if they're two full times, that's still half of his life in each perspective, and that's beating out major content creators here. So. Mm-hmm. Dude is absolutely flourishing like no other right now. Woods is put in the work, and I'm not mad at him for that, and I have six minutes left. So, um, (laughs) and what's interesting about the Xavier Woods part is that obviously there was some flack for the whole relationship with third-party content creators or um, third-party outsourcing uh, for WWE talent. The interesting thing is, is that Woods is doing a thing and you know, other people are able to do things in YouTube. Seamus has a YouTube channel um, that's still going on. Um, I know there are a couple other people that still have YouTube channels that are still going on. Um, Corey Graves and Carmella have their own podcast. That's not a WWE podcast. Uh, so there's a lot of that going on. But then of course we saw this whole dust up about Twitch and Instagram and, and content and stuff like that. So it's, I, it's just really confusing why they are picking and choosing and, and because third party is third party. I think it has to come down to the idea who presented what at, in what fashion where he says, this is what I do. This is who I am. This is what it is. And I I, I feel that others were just like, hey, he's doing it. I'm going to do it. Hey, he's doing yeah. it. I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? And yeah, I, if there was I, a prior I, conversation, yeah, that might be all the whole difference in the world. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, I mean, we talked about it for the last three weeks. That wrestling's follow trends. Other people's like, hey, they're selling fanny packs for merch. I'm going to sell fanny packs for merch. Six by nines, I'm going to do it. You know, somebody had to have the initiative to say, I'm going to do it first. And the other ones came to follow. And I think it was the same thing where people was just like, I can make money on this. I mean, Jessamyn Dukes probably still doing Twitch right now. I've never followed her before, but she always did. Even the UFC days. The the NXT people are, are immune right now. Nothing's been said to the NXT folk. It's only the main roster. So Adam Cole, all them, all the NXT folk apparently are fine. Oh, okay. They're not, cracking, well, they're not cracking down on them as of yet. It's the contract main language. Folk. Contract yeah. language. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. What's also interesting is that, um, and this is just to the side, um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan and the Home Depot is printed. Why isn't that a, a conversation that has been happening? Why are we getting Jim Duggan branded lumber from the Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot, that could have been something for the last 30 years. That could You're have right. been something for the last You're right about 30 that. years. Hey, look, from oh. somebody who used to work at Lowe's, I used to pick up the two by fours and I used to always give you the ho. So like, these are things, <laughs> money money is left out there on the table there, sir. You, you, so you're the, the table's growing bigger exponentially. <laughs> speaking, of, uh, speaking of the tables, Alistair Black. Now, an interesting article was written by Rafael Garcia from Fansided.com. He says that um, is Alistair Black the newest addition to team team catering? And I think that team catering may be the most powerful faction in wrestling. Not the NWO, not DX. Team goddamn catering is running wild backstage. Uh, but that is an interesting question, of course, uh, with his wife being uh, jettisoned from WWE um, and with him really not having much to do um, in WWE, them 
all of that work, all that build up from years of NXT, really for it to fizzle out in years of WWE, it's interesting to see what they do with him. And I think that that's, you know, you kind of forget how good he was, at least to, uh, at least enable to get back to what he's doing. So it'd be interesting to see what they do with Alistair Black. You know, is, it, is he going to just be packing on the pounds at uh, Team Catering? It remains to be seen, but I think it is interesting. And obviously, uh, they can't let him go because he would immediately run to, well, Impact or AEW. I would like to see him on the Indies for a while, but since that's not really a viable option right you know, right now, uh, Impact or AEW, wherever he shows up, it's a big deal. So right. interesting bit about Aleister Black. I think that he's uh, super, super valuable and has a lot more in store. Um, also, my queue is shot up to an hour. And now it's back down to one minute. Sony's playing games. No. So the right. So uh, the Bella Twins, they say they have one more tag team run left in them because that's what people apparently want. The interesting thing about the Bella Twins is that they turned 37 recently is that they have said that they're putting it on their bucket list to go for the tag team titles. And, of course, obviously, they need to convince Mr. Vince McMahon to let them do so. Uh good on them, I guess, but I'm not entirely sure of why uh, people would need to see the Bella Twins in a tag team title. No. No. Um, A name that I haven't heard of before an hour ago is Tyler uh, Sinerkia. He is the son of Taz. That's it. Last name sounded familiar. Right. (laughs) So the reason why I bring him up is because uh, dear Tyler has filed a uh, a patent for the name Hook. Right. Like Red Hook, New York? That's all uh, this was announced. That's from. the only thing I would connect it to, yeah. Or he is a pirate. A wrestling pirate. <laughs> Gar. <laughs> no. Uh, but no, but, but Hook uh, sounds interesting in like a Bishop and Cable kind of a way. You know, Bishop Cable and Hook and, you know, that type <laughs> of uh, vein. But it would be interesting <laughs> to see uh, oh what this is, I've never seen him work. I don't know how long he's been in it, but the fact that he's fouling a trademark uh, and, you know, he's a son of Taz, you know, hopefully the apple doesn't fall far from the tree near PC Richard and son in Red Hook, New York. Um, <laughs> Chris Jericho, uh, like him or not, I think it is kind of cool, this merch that he has coming out, uh, and which is the Painmaker Wear. And... Yeah, the designs are all right. You know, pretty interesting. Jericho, it's kind of weird to see Jericho model his own stuff. But um, I, it's a lot of this stuff is kind of, you know, hybrid Japanese and, of course, kind of metal because it's Jericho. But, yeah, no, I mean, like, the merch is actually kind of hot. No Black Friday sales, so that's a no. Um, not paying $50 for a Jericho hoodie. But uh, paymaker.store, if you want to check it out, or just goofing Jericho for looking stoic in his muscle shirts. But finally, speaking about Jericho, you heard about the story about the guy late October, like just before Halloween, that did a dive off of a uh, top rope in a backyard wrestling camp. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. And, and he um, wrecked his legs, just yeah. to put it lightly. Well, his GoFundMe is still active. He needs to raise, he's likely to raise $200,000 to, you know, repair both of his fucking legs. Because that injury, though, one of the interesting thing is that the top donator of $2,000 is a person named Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. I don't know if GoFundMe, you can use a pseudonym or not, but it did say that Jericho is, uh, uh, is the top contrib- contributor. TMZ reached out to Jericho and say, hey, is this you? And apparently it actually was. So uh, good on Jericho for donating to the guy. You know, two grand is, is not a small chunk of money. And if you want to donate to um, the wrestler, his name is Justin, and his medical expenses to repair his legs, uh, you can do that at GoFundMe.com. Uh, it's one of the top contributors up there. Or it's a look up TMZ, uh, Chris Jericho on, on TMZ, and they have a link to there for that. So I'm in the queue, and it's my turn. So that's the news for this week. Hey, <laughs> right, there we go. There you go. Well, look, um, you know, again, uh, happy Thanksgiving or, you know, if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, depending on where you're listening to us at. Um, happy holidays. Hopefully everybody has a really safe, uh, filled with food and love week. 
uh, this weekend here uh, as we wish you this from the Big O Belt Podcast. We'll be back next week for our 299 next week as we inch closer to our 300th episode. Um, as always, we appreciate your lo- everybody's love and support. And um, again, for our 300 episodes, definitely stay tuned for that because it will be a two-hour special where we're going to interact with our fans, other um, podcast outlets, and so on, and um, just kind of kick back and uh, engage with you all for two hours as we, we, as we discover whatever you all want to cover. So that's uh, pretty much going to be the premise of that. And again, rest in peace, bru- Bruiser of uh, MCW on an independent scene. He means absolutely everything to that promotion and to so many others who have came uh, alumni out of uh, MCW, the people of the likes of Patrick Clark, um, um, a.k.a. Um, Velveteen Dream. Um, is that the guy you want to use to reference a wrestling promotion right now? I mean... <laughs> is, is Leo, that wasn't Leo Rush from there, too? Let's Leo, say Rush. Leo Rush. Yeah, Le- good guy, Leo yeah. Rush. Leo, Leo Rush. <laughs> And so on. So uh, a bunch of other people that you've seen all over your TVs for uh, uh, over the years. But that'll do it for us for tonight. Thank you so much for uh, listening in, tuning in. And I will catch you all each and every Thursday. Thank you so much for watching, folks. And we'll see you there.